Hello everyone, welcome to episode 5 of the Divine Flow Pod. This is Kaimani Alaya and it's 2.44am and here we are, live, like whenever you hear it. So, hi, how are you doing? The energies have been intense and sometimes intensity hits hard for the physical body and body is like, ah, we gotta rest, honey. But you're like, oh, my to-do list. Oh, I gotta get something doing. I need to be working, right? And rest just feels out of the option. Like even when you're resting, you're like, maybe I should just work and do something. Maybe I should go on Pinterest and find the right energy for me and make a mood board. And maybe let me just see how different font combinations look like. Or let me just write out this new business offering. Or, oh, let me make a new post. Or, oh, maybe I can record this as a podcast. So, this is me today. And my body was like, you need to calm the fuck down. Rest. Well, I did rest and that's why you can hear my voice the way it is right now. And yeah, I feel it's just sometimes hard for people to chill. And I talk about being chill and joyful all the time. Like that was everything in the last episode, right? But just Pure rest where you are focused on resting and relaxing, where you're not thinking about what you need to do next, where you're not thinking about, oh my God, am I wasting time? Oh my God, am I falling behind? Where your physical body can just surrender and be like, yeah, my body is calm, my mind is calm, I am calm and Rest without feeling guilty for as long as you need to. Because I feel um, rest is taken for granted. For example, in for me personally, I never saw rest as being modeled. I saw my grandparents, my grandfathers, my father just being like, you got work, you show up, no excuses ever. And that meant that even if you had to take like four doses of antibiotics per day to just keep the fever away, to bypass the pain, you do it and you show up. You fucking show up, that's what you do. And I think I knew that it doesn't work and I feel my inner children are finally ready to embrace that way of life, to totally let it go because 
we all are meant to operate differently and i think that's why i really love human design because uh, you get to know okay how am i supposed to work in this world like what is ideal for me for me what i was taught was like the go 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 it's a fucking race go on and even if you think you can't go on go on anyway and that worked for a while until i started my journey to recover from adrenal fatigue where and the whole 22 scam so yeah like it was a slow down and then i thought hey maybe i can move that fast but which was a lie i had been moving as fast as i could for so many years that i had to just slow down for a while and now with adrenal fatigue recovery and more the pace is picking up but yet it's not like others and i feel when we have role models you know when we look up to people who work a certain way which is amazing and beautiful we take that as gospel and we are like this is the only way to function in this world and that is not the truth we got to walk our walk walk our path i think liana shanti in one of her eliminations talked about this as who we are as the perfect embodiment of who you are who i am and it's going to be different and i feel uh this being able to rest for me it directly tied to father wound because if i was resting or chilling i was like go study do this or work with this you can't just not do nothing and the thing was i never do nothing okay there is something or the other in works even when i am doing nothing i had a beautiful lovely friend send me a picture of a pregnant cat just lying down on the middle of the, on the side of the street or somewhere and it was beautiful and i was like wow like people might look at her and be like she's doing nothing but she is growing beautiful kittens inside of her her body is doing so much and i feel that's what like these eclipse energies does like i can feel so many different sensations in my body like these receiving energies these purging energies that it is work even though it is not work for the 3d tangible eye but it is massive energy work that's going on within us all the time especially at times like these and when we rest when we rest properly it's productive which 
is something that I'm learning how to do rest productively, which means a complete rest. And oh my God, what does your rest productively mean? Like, why does everything need to be productive? Jeez. But yeah, I think we are sold productivity for a very, very long time. Like, you need to meet this target or you need to get these marks or whatever it is. And that means you're productive. Or, you know, the most insane concept I think is where people are like, you need to put in this much hours at work. And I'm like, that's BS because your productivity isn't measured by how many hours you put into it. It's not how much time you put into it. It's how much love you put into it. And your love is your own personal efficiency, your level of mastery in doing what you're doing and the level of focus you're giving it. You know what I mean? And yeah, like I think... Carl Newport has this book called Deep Work, which I haven't read yet, but I have heard a lot about it, watched a a lot of YouTube videos about it, and it's just, we gotta make time for deep work, focused, undivided attention. This reminds me of this new habit which I have cultivated when I'm doing something and my brother comes to me for attention and I'm like, give me a minute or two or five minutes, whatever time it would take me and then you can have my full attention. And that works because the half-hearted availability of just like nodding and you know while you're doing your thing because sometimes you're in a flow and you're like yeah it's just like two minutes and I'm there with you that really helps because I feel our attention is powerful right because ultimately what we really warranted as children was to be seen and admired and just total presence with us you know not distracted on the phone or the television or just gossiping with someone else just being there playing talking observing being and perhaps I feel Is it that we are scared of attention? Because when we rest, it's kind of a secret act. Because we make time to listen to our body, our heart, our soul, Jesus, our higher self. We listen to what the body aches are about. We listen to what has been coming up. And it is said that silence is golden, which, by the way, I never got as a child because I used to love to talk a lot. 
But I think that was another story that I was told because I also liked solace and listening to sounds of the nature and just being an observer. And the teachers in my report card always said that she is a quiet child. And she should, I think it was like some grade where they were like she should make an effort to communicate more with others and my mom looked at me like you got these people fooled you are not this way you talk a lot (laughs) and that was interesting to me I was like okay wait what is my authentic self over here and yeah, not back when I was like five, but then looking back today, like, hey, what, who was the true aspect of me? And I feel most often we are trained to listen to others. Like, of course, like sometimes we are thinking what we need to say next or, you know, those kind of things. But just like the education system you see that there's a teacher in the front and you just need to listen or like if there's an authoritative parent there and you just gotta listen so it's a very passive progress process progress yeah progress is also passive because yeah you're just listening to something and from the ages of zero to seven when you're in the hypnagogic state you absorb it up and after that i feel you get a little tired or numb in a way and it starts to show in your mental wellness how you talk how you communicate how you think i am forgetting the exact term what it is what it was called academically but it was something like media fatigue or something like that where when something terrible happens uh, newspapers and media would have to come up with a story that was you know light-hearted or just like another diversion like, like compassion fatigue yeah because it was just like one bad thing after the next that people just get numbed out to the bad things you know so they would like what we were told by journalists was that they would alternate stories that way that they could first get people's attention their emotions but then if it's like in fatigue over there then they had to change the script so that they could induce other emotions and then rotate back to the sad news but now that we know that it's just like a loose harvey harvesting ritual news so you gotta be like huh it makes much more sense now looking back that why people's emotions are always ployed with because i truly love feelings i truly love emotions and because I feel that makes us human. Humans are here to feel life, to be soaked in the 
rain shine or i love when it's like raining and there is sunshine because that guarantees like there is going to be a rainbow and it's super hard but it's beautiful whenever that happens and yeah you have to feel life to be alive and feeling means that you would also feel the things which are uncomfortable and sad and grieve but then there is our responsibility over there to fuel our world with more beauty more joy and we know our bodies are the holder of all our repressed emotions so when we slow down and rest surprise surprise what do we have all these aches which are most of an inner children coming up for attention which we sometimes avoid because it doesn't feel good productive ah uh, also another interesting thing i have found is i find it easier to relax when i am by myself when there are others around it just feels like maybe a projection of father wound mother wound but like always being on like you can't be doing something you can't just be like laying in your shawl like a little turtle crocodile or cat whatever like just like being in your cozy corner even if you're mindlessly scrolling on the phone people counted as doing something but isn't that a waste because yeah because think about what we have been talking about our direct undivided attention is powerful our emotions and feelings are powerful and we know there is this attempt to hijack how we are feeling so how would it look like if we truly took a break and like okay my body is asking me to chill so i am gonna chill because personally uh like for example today when this happened i was like sneezing back to back it's festival dashera diwali season in india and the place where like this part of the city or just whatever this area is people start bursting crackers which are great look pretty but the pollution gets so bad it's like it's hard to go out in the evenings because it's like you can feel the smoke you can sense it and it's just bad poor poor like the worst air quality ever and yeah so it's one of those times so oh on that note navratri just ended oh yeah today it's what tuesday so it would be the shara which is celebrated as the victory of light over darkness and yana shanti always says that the light has already won
the backstory goes that oh okay this is Ramayana this is the whole thing and yeah kind of religious programming ingrained into it a lot of it but the story in a nutshell was that there was Ram he was a good son the eldest son he got married to this princess called Sita but the king his father had multiple wives and they had this place in the city which was called Kopavan I don't know the exact translation what does Kop mean in English I am forgetting maybe I studied that in like fourth or sixth grade in Hindi but yeah Kop means kind of sadness or feeling down so whenever someone was down feeling down or low they could just go to this place and yeah so one of his queens goes to that place and she is like i want you to send your son away because she wanted her son to be king and then there was some thing going on over there and king had given her a promise and yeah so and Ram being the good boy he was, he was like, your wish is my command, father. And he goes for like 14 years for like in a jungle with his wife and one another of his brother, Lakshman, came with him. And then they were living in this. They made this place in the forest and then they heard the sound of some animal being hurt and these two guys go but Lakshman like takes a chakrion or something like that and marks the space for Sita and she like stay safe, don't cross this line, it would keep you safe and then this dude comes, disguises himself, Ravan who was a demon but who was also the king of Lanka which is now present day Sri Lanka and in some places he was worshipped as well and he was a very well-rounded scholar and he had prayed and prayed and Lord Shiva had granted him a lot of power and yeah so a lot I don't know why I'm sharing this story but there must be some medicine over here we'll get to that part Okay, anyway, so he takes the form of a rishi. A rishi is like, you know, those Indian sadhus, right? And he takes that form and like a man of God. And then he was like, can you give me water or something like that? And and he insisted that she crosses the line to give it to him. And when she just like stepped, away from the line he took her away and changed his form and flied and yeah and then there was a bird which told Ram like okay Sita is kidnapped and yeah it's just like it goes on and on and on but ultimately the Shara was the day where Ram defeated Ravan and his other two brothers uh, one was Meghnath, which I don't remember what he did, but this other brother, the third brand, brother 
Kumkaran was a funny dude. So he slept for six months straight. <laughs> okay, now I see how it relates to rest. And he ate for six months straight. Which is also hilarious. But yeah, it was just... It's interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is the share of witches today, tomorrow, yeah. And then after some days, like uh, on the new moon, there is Diwali where he, Ram, returns back to Ayodhya. Like his home place after 14 years and everyone lights lamps. So if you have seen like, you know, those Indian things with lanterns and lamps and candles and rangolis and just everything. So that's Diwali. It's kind of one of the biggest festivals here. Kind of like christmas but a kind of christmas where you share gifts with everyone like your neighbors your friends your office workers it's just like big in that way and yeah so anyway that's interesting like kumkaran slept for six months every year and over here, we have a hard time chilling for six hours or even, yeah. So that's some info from Mr. Kumkaran to be dressed without caring about what it is tomorrow. And, you know, the animated movies were hilarious when I was a kid. Like, Kumkaran was like, I don't know. He was like, there was like a whole castle and there would be so many servants like you know airing giving him air and just all those kind of things and he would just be massive sized so yeah but i feel the medicine of it so this comes after on the 10th day like thus means 10 in hindi so the first nine days are called navratri so nine dry nine nights which are dedicated to goddess durga and her different forms and i feel there is this divine feminine energy coming up really strong right now a new way of doing things and we know that unlike men who have constant energy, women's energy ebbs and flows with our menstrual cycles, the phases of the moon. We are deeply attuned to the rhythms of the nature. And now let's get back to Sita ram's wife so they come back to this their city everyone is happy celebrating and there was this i don't know washerman's wife who was jealous as fuck of sita and she was like some another man or this dude ravan might have touched her 
and she's impure now. So how do we trust her that she is pure? And so, of course, the, the compound concept was well and alive even after 14 years. And Ram was like, I can't disappoint my people. And so, but, and yeah, it's sad, but I feel we need to do this. And so there was this thing called Agni Pariksha, purification by fire. So Sita walks through fire to prove that she is pure. And yeah, she doesn't burn. She is pure and whatever they needed to check was done for them. But the cool thing she does after that is she goes to the forest and raises her two sons by herself and she's like I don't want to be with you anymore and goes back and if you I think heard my previous episode about my Akashic name the post podcast so I share more about um Parvati as being daughter of the earth. Sita was also kind of like the daughter of the earth. So interesting. Anyway, but I feel it's different how feminine energy works. Like, um, so Durga has different forms and one is like a kind of chill, fertility, health, relationships. And then there are other forms of her which is like, which actually stomps on a demon and just like slits his throat. And like, and this person is crawling at her feet. And when she's angry, there was this also story where she stepped on a guard because she was like, when I am angry, no one comes in my way. And yeah, so there were like different forms of her and different energies one which is you know about abundance one which is about wisdom and then different animal teachers associated with her energy so i feel that's a very great example of the different forms the divine feminine energy can take and uh as you saw, as you heard, basically, that the divine feminine energy can take different forms. And I feel we need to offer that same grace to our own selves to lead from a heart-led way, from what our intuition is telling us. And here is something interesting too. Uh, whenever uh, we are sick, so you know how children cry for their mom when they're sick. So sometimes I just hear like mama or just like this sound. So I'm like, okay, I hear my inner children. So I got to step up my game. So I took my homeopathy. I took my vitamin C. I wore cozy socks, took a warm shower, applied essential oils on my feet, wore fuzzy socks. And 
after that i generally my like taste gets really affected by it and it gets really annoying so i like eating something spicy or sweet so i baked a cake gluten-free vegan cake and it turned out spectacular by the way which is thank you jesus after so many experimentations like a great cake nice texture i was presently surprised and impressed and after that i just had some cake and connected with the inner children and it was beautiful because uh I feel there is this aspect which comes up where we feel like I don't want to do anything. I don't know how to do it. And then you have to go like, oh, okay, I see it's the inner children. So what can I do right now? And yeah, so you focus on that. And I did that for a few hours. And here we are. And I felt better and freer and it was helpful for me to get perspective that hey actually this stuff is pretty easy it's not tough as we make it to be i just had to be present with myself to rest and i think being present is something that we struggle with the most and being present with oneself for a short period of time is okay but when we are like healing or recovering you know that kind of total presence where we give ourselves that hundred percent attention can sometimes feel scary to the inner children because maybe they only got attention when they were being hurt or being yelled at or being hit you know what i mean so i think that's important to remember that it's okay we can listen to the body it's safe now to listen to our body to relax to work through the I think CPTSD response because I would really have it if I would hear certain sounds and I would be like someone is coming I would hear footsteps or something like that my posture would change what I was doing would change and this is like a total CPTSD response which sometimes still comes up has dramatically reduced but is something which I'm still fully like healing from or letting go of so what is your relationship with rest presence and oh you can't forget the music like truly i feel music is medicine i feel everything get me a medicine if treated with reverence you know so music and journaling or doodling and just being with yourself is very cathartic because i don't know whenever i put a song which i feel drawn to and put on shuffle as i'm processing my emotions the right songs are just like over there so i'm like hey this feels like divine timing you know
but you know what's sometimes annoying about divine timing is it's like you have ordered pizza right and pizzas have these like 30 minute delivery thing and the pizza is late and you're hungry and what do you do then <laughs> my inner children get cranky when they're hungry so yeah definitely something that's healing but truly uh i feel that impatience comes from hunger and sometimes it's a literal form of hunger that you're physically hungry oh and i feel that's been the interesting things with this energy but i feel like i have just eaten why am i hungry but then my body has been processing a lot that i need to be eating more so that was interesting for me to observe because my mind was like hey i am not hungry but my body was like hey we need more food so yeah but back to the inner children i feel most often they're hungry for love so how can you love them and also uh what does rest mean to you if you were to take a few hours off uh how can you make that time beautiful for you even if it's like just one hour we do not think you know what does true rest mean to you and how can you create that for yourself because personally for me is the most insane thing when i truly take the time to rest i end up being super productive like this podcast like i wasn't supposed to record this tonight but then it just flowed because i was energized after the rest and yeah so i think this always happens with me when i take the time to rest i end up being supercharged and get a dozen of things done which weren't even on the agenda so i realized that for me i short bursts of rest is a powerful tool and vehicle for me personally you would know what works for you maybe you are someone who can run a marathon i am more of a sprint person so my energy works in sprints so you can just analyze for yourself and experiment like what is your energy pattern and hey listen to your body please because i feel because i i would tell you i was feeling a little low energy and for like the last two days and i took it a little bit slow and you know flowed with it as i thought that i didn't like truly pause you know and truly stop everything that i was doing and 
then I got sicker today and now I'm healing so from it so yeah your body would be like hey you know like the conductor like we need to talk this is the stop get down and I feel it's a pattern that over time I'm getting better and better at but it does comes up in spirals waves like spiral waves like a deeper level to look at but the same theme so if that is something that's coming up for you I would suggest looking at it and being like what are your inner children afraid of I feel for me it just feels like there is this concept of um, if you aren't doing something like continuously taking action you can't be successful and I feel that's where the whole paradigm shift that's taking place right now to be working from uh, our feminine our womb space our heart space from our divine feminine energy is so important because that works with nature's rhythm and nature's rhythm is never constant like have you looked at the weather like no it's not constant and yeah and i know that for the brain it's helpful if we can have one thing and just can plan it precisely but i'm realizing that when i plan as per my brain plans always change when i stop and i'm like okay jesus higher self what should be on the agenda plans flow and to do that also it requires me to pause in the morning because i don't know how you operate but personally when i'm doing other stuff or just like doing so called nothing i receive a lot of information on what to talk about what to write about what to share you know during those times my insights up during those times and sharing those is i one of the most important things personally that i feel i do for example like the latest offering i shared on my instagram today was about a reflector hour where you can just come in for rv chat and as an objective mirror i would share what i see and it's interesting that we're talking about seeing and presence because when for example i talk to someone the it's observation it's witnessing then it's questions to dive deeper and then sharing what it feels like to me but that process is a very intuitive process and i can't quantify it as okay it took me these many minutes or these many hours to feel into something or this is how this a plus b plus c equals to z you know it does not work 
in a very i think left brain way or right brain i don't know right brain is creative and left is analytical or what is it anyway so so i think one theme that also came up with this was leading from our feminine intuitive side and that demands us to make space for it because that's when we receive the information right that's where we receive our insights from when we create that space to meditate to pray to rest for ease to come in because if we are doing doing and doing when are we thinking for ourselves when are we introspecting and in a way when we are being like you know in a state of surrender open to receiving divine guidance i feel that is the most important work which my brain understands but our children are getting on board with it slowly and i hope yours are too as well so ladies and gentlemen happy the shara as my teacher yana shanti says the light has already won so and I feel the sharas are always perfect to reflect on what is it within our own personal shadow that we are bringing to light. And I feel this conversation for me was those things. What is it for you? Let me know in the comments. I'm happy to connect with all of you and it's just such a privilege. and this is my cue because now my body is like you did what you wanted to do it flowed now we need more rest so i'll call it night or an early evening i don't know what do you take 3 30 2am as i take it as a night but yeah okay Sweetest dreams of good morning wherever you are on this beautiful planet, and let me know how you are doing and feeling, and is there anything else you want to you want me to talk about? So so much love your way, aloha and sweetest dreams and sayonara and. Huh. I forgot what what does good night sound in Korean. But okay, I can end with namaste also. So, namaste.